This is BayCare Health Chat, another podcast from BayCare Health System. Hunger remains a big problem in our society, and food insecurity can have a far-reaching impact on those in need. So, we're discussing how lack of food can affect your health. This is BayCare Health Chat, a podcast sponsored by BayCare. Thanks for listening. I'm Joey Wallach. Our guests, and we have three. Matt Spence, Chief Programs Officer for Feeding Tampa Bay, which leads the fight to end hunger in Tampa Bay with 95 million meals served just last year. Lisa Bell is with us, BayCare's Director of Community Benefit, as well as Colleen Walters, who's BayCare's Vice President of Mission and Ethics. All three are involved in helping address the needs of the hungry. Thanks to all of you for joining us. Matt, let's start with you. In a nutshell, what does feeding Tampa Bay do? You obviously do it very well. Well, thank you, Joey. I really appreciate that. Feeding Tampa Bay works very hard to rescue and redistribute food all across the Tampa Bay area. So we have about 450 different partners across the 10 counties that we serve that reach out to the 1 million or so folks in our community who aren't always sure where their next meal is coming from. In order to get that food, we work with partners like retail grocers, like uh, farmers and producers of, of other types of food. We work with canners and anywhere along the food production system to gather as much food as we can, buy it when we need it. Um, obviously, we love to accept donations and then redistribute it out to those in need, getting the right food to the right people at the right time. Well, you mentioned partnerships, and Lisa, that leads me to you. Tell us a little bit about BayCare's relationship with Feeding Tampa Bay. Back in 2019, we did a community health needs assessment that reaches out to a wide variety of our community members, asking them all sorts of questions about their health and well-being. And the predominant issue that rose to the top uh, was food insecurity. And so it made logical sense for us to connect with Feeding Tampa Bay and begin to look at strategies that we could use not only to address food insecurity with our patients, but also to the four counties of communities that we serve through um, our 15 BayCare hospitals. And so we met with Feeding Tampa Bay and started really looking at doing things differently and connecting patients and community members differently. And what innovative you know, strategies could we come up with to mitigate the impact of hunger on health outcomes? Sure. So that brings us to you, Colleen. And how does limited access to food in a nutshell, and we'll get into it a little bit more in detail, but how does it impact people not just physically, but psychologically and spiritually as well, right? So when you think about the challenges of being in a food desert or a swamp and the difficulty of those, especially the poor and the vulnerable, such as children or, or our elder population, navigating getting groceries and getting safely back into their homes is quite the challenge. And so the impact that that has on, if you think about Mavlaw's hierarchy of needs, the impact that that has on a person is that's all they can focus on. Food, water, shelter. That's all they're able to really think about and till that issue is no longer an issue. Well, you mentioned food deserts and swamps. Those are terms that you all use. What do you mean by that, actually? Well, food desert is an area where there isn't access, especially to fresh produce and fresh food. So groceries are not 
you know, within distance of the person or population in that community. So it makes it much harder, especially if you don't have reliable transportation. If you think about using uh, public transportation and trying to navigate getting to a place where there's access to food and then getting it back home. Food Swamp is about the same thing. So you have food, but it's probably more on the line of fast food. Probably not the kind of food that would be more healthier to advance the health of the person. Gotcha. And speaking of which, back to you, Matt, to pick up on that, please. For those in need, how about providing not just food, but as Colleen alluded to, the importance of providing healthy food, right? Absolutely, Joey. That's the the key here. And the idea is that, as Colleen very clearly said, there are a lot of life situations where folks just don't have affordable, easy access to high-quality, nutritious food. They might be able to pick up empty calories. They might be able to stretch a budget to you know, put some food on the table, but often it's not the meaningful to their culture. It's not the type of food that's really going to sustain them through the work that they need to do during the day and is going to help them grow and continue to be healthy. And so we work very hard with partners like BayCare to get out beyond the traditional food relief system and to make sure that anybody who's in need of a meal has one nearby and we concentrate very, very significantly on identifying, procuring, and distributing healthy, meaningful food. So Lisa, we used the term earlier to clarify, what do we mean actually by food insecurity and what are some of the things BayCare is doing to address that? This food insecurity has changed, I would say, but the actual definition of food insecurity, the USDA defines it as a lack of consistent access to enough food for a healthy lifestyle. You know, unfortunately, many people in America struggle to meet their basic needs, which increases their risk of food insecurity. Layoffs at work, unexpected car maintenance, or an accident on the job can suddenly force a family to choose between buying food and paying bills. And then as we move into, you know, the last couple of years of our lives around the COVID pandemic, we've seen that uh, the face of hunger and the face of food insecurity is changing. It's not just those who are truly our poorest, most vulnerable populations. I mean, we're beginning to see those families who, you know, were basically a pandemic, if you will, or a paycheck away from really struggling to meet their family's needs are in that situation now. And so, you know, the pandemic's brought to light the fact that many, regardless of circumstance, are struggling to make ends meet. And we feel strongly that eating a healthy diet should not be a luxury, but for many, they are making those tough decisions between paying rent, childcare, and managing uh, what's left for food. Joey, I think Lisa makes a really important point about how close food insecurity is to each one of us. I think the pandemic really highlighted that, as she mentioned. So many of our neighbors are just one paycheck or one uh, accident, one major medical bill away from not being able to put food on the table for their family. And I think if you could say anything positive came out of the pandemic, it's the realization that food insecurity is right next door to so many of us. Sure. I'm sure, as you allude to, many of us don't realize just how close some people may be and how close to us some of those people may be. Colleen, how about discussing the multi-generational impact of food insecurity and its effect 
including on children, because oftentimes if there's a problem in a family with this, it gets passed on down and it's just a vicious cycle, so to speak, right? Absolutely. And if you think about your pure food insecure, but you're also caring for a family, a multi-generational family, the impact that that has as it relates to the stress on the person. We must never forget, like Matt said, that there are those among us, those who are have full-time jobs, who are food insecure for a variety of reasons. And we have to find ways to make sure that we maintain their dignity. It's not just about giving someone food, but giving them options so that they can choose the food for themselves. So coming to work, being able to fully work and look at the work in front of you without thinking about what you know, food insecurity or even coming to work hungry, it's also something that we are concerned about at BayCare with our own team members. It's who we are as an employer. So in terms of addressing this issue and the partnership between your two organizations, Matt, what are the benefits, would you say, in a nutshell of this relationship between Feeding Tampa Bay and BayCare? Joey, I don't think the podcast is long enough to talk about all the benefits of our partnership. I'll just say that BayCare is an incredible community partner, just in general, to everyone, uh, to those that they serve. I think they have a relationship with roughly half the Tampa Bay area, and they are uh, one of the major employers in our community, and so their reach is really incredibly important, not only because they're a great corporate partner in the way that they help us drive the message of of the need to support our community and, and rally against food relief to all of their employees who step up and volunteer at Feeding Tampa Bay. They step up to donate food to Feeding Tampa Bay. They step up and financially contribute to the success of our mission, but also the awareness that it drives, the ability for doctors and nurses and all those within their health system to be on the lookout for the signs of food insecurity, to test for it, to ask the questions, and then because of our relationship, be able to respond appropriately. So it it increases our reach. I think it increases BayCare's ability to meet needs that go beyond what a doctor can prescribe, and it really becomes this mutually beneficial relationship, not just for the two organizations, but for everyone who enters a BayCare doorway or comes to Feeding Tampa Bay. So Lisa, for you, when we talk about lack of healthy food and what BayCare's goals are for ending hunger, be it short-term or long-term as well, what are some of those goals and how are you meeting them? I like to say we are all in. BayCare is all in to do our part with feeding Tampa Bay to mitigate the impact of hunger on overall health. And importantly, you know, moving people from being food insecure to food secure. And that's very lofty, meaningful and doable, feasible goal of the work that we do. And currently BayCare has invested over a million and a half dollars annually to provide a variety of different strategies that I mentioned earlier. So we have healing bags that connect patients upon discharge with two to three days of non-perishable food and several resources to be able to connect within the community that they live, work, and play with additional food sources and other help as well. And we've currently uh, are funding 42 school-based pantries to allow families on site with their kids every single day, Monday through Friday, at school, being able to distribute thousands of pounds of food across those 42 school-based pantries on a monthly basis. And then, 
you know, I think what we've done is a very bold step. It's the biggest step of any healthcare system in this region. And I would challenge probably across the state, not just from um, a financial investment, but more so from understanding our communities and taking that deep look into asking every single patient across our system whether or not they're food insecure and providing resources to connect them to food. I would say it's not work necessarily for the faint of heart, but BayCare has taken a stand on hunger, and I'm very proud of the work that we're doing. And I see us continuing to push forward, working with Feeding Tampa Bay, uh, to continue to develop innovative strategies that will ultimately end hunger in our region. But until then, until we're able to say, we've done it, we've we've ended hunger in this region, we'll remain at the forefront of setting the standard of how health systems collaborate to improve population health outcomes. And Colleen, to sum up here from your standpoint, for those, as we alluded to earlier, that as the result of hunger, having health problems, be they physical or mental, what should people do? Well, I would say that just like Lisa has articulated, thinking of ways that we could think of innovation to say, how do we go about uh, meeting this need and exceeding the expectations of those who have food insecurity or in a crisis with, as it relates to securing healthy food? As a community facing forward to think about ways that we can come together and think of solutions I think is the biggest impact that any of us can do to alleviate food insecurity. Well, folks, we trust you're now more familiar with how both Bay Care and Feeding Tampa Bay are there for you to address those with food insecurity. Again, Matt Spence, Lisa Bell, Colleen Walters, thanks again so much. And for more information or to connect with a provider, please visit baycare.org. Please remember to subscribe, rate, review this podcast and all the other Baycare podcasts as well. For more health tips and updates, follow Baycare on your social channels. If you found this podcast informative, please do share it on your social media and be sure to check out all the other interesting podcasts in Baycare's library. Thanks again for listening to BayCare Health Chat, podcast sponsored by BayCare, hoping your health is good health. I'm Joey Wallace.